And action. Welcome to the Paper Tuesday's Christmas special with Michael Dwyer, Mark Halpin, Robbie Dunn and special guest who we'll get to see very shortly. First of all, gentlemen, I'd like to kick off this evening with a shot. Oh. Uh, brought us all back from, um, from Dublin, from the big smoke. Brain boost. These are new, Mark. Brain boost. Yep. So these. Brilliant. We need them. Yeah. We've lit the incense. We're ready. To Santa Claus. To Santa Claus. To Santa. Michael, that is not how you drink a shot for. F- <laughs> <laughs> oh, we never took a boomerang for Instagram of us drinking our shots. Oh, dear. Mm. Hashtag we back. <laughs> Mark. Uh, yes, Michael. I have a scenario for you. Oh, okay. Queen Elizabeth has the flu. I think someone's bringing in the bins outside the door. <laughs> oh, that's the van. Anyway. Mark, I have yeah. a scenario for you. Imagine the Queen has a flu mm. and she can't do the Christmas message this year. What do you say uh, to the people uh, of England? Uh, I say, oh, if it's my message, like I'm yeah. giving them the address. Um, Merry Christmas, England, from Mark. Best wishes. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I sort of give like a verbal Christmas card, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> sure, who, what am I going to say? And now we all come together in this time of COVID <laughs> and unforeseen circumstances and new contingency plans will be put in place, varying from level A to level 9. <laughs> and then we will all go in the roundabout of finding a circular way of finding a way out of this pandemic. We just need to all stick together and hold it out and stay out of pubs. That's more like it. Yeah. That's more like it. Okay. Well, uh, and would you change it if you were the president? If the president had a cough and he couldn't do it, what would you? Do? Oh, so the president, our gives president, it, our president, Michael, Michael D. Yeah. Um, no, I'd probably say much the same thing. I wouldn't be. Would you? Yeah. Um, thanks for being under my control. Um, <laughs> I hope you're happy. I haven't killed you all yet. <laughs> um, savor that democracy because it's not going to be around for much longer. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that boost really <laughs> went to your brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I would say this Christmas time, embrace your individuality. Okay. Because you know, if if everyone that's getting together for the turkey and ham, if everyone decided, you know, I'm going to just be myself and I'm going to love myself, I'm going to remember that I am precious, I am beautiful, I am absolute, you know, sheer joy in itself. And, you know, I think we'd have a greater network of a world if we all took that approach. That you're precious, you're loved, and you're beautiful. Vanity and Narcissism by Paper Tuesdays. (laughs) (laughs) Paper Tuesdays, because you're worth it. (laughs) Because you're worth it. I know exactly what you mean. Self-love is what we we preach here. Yeah, well... Not too much and not physical. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, not... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just a reminder of one's worth, because otherwise, you know, we start thinking negatively about things, and we don't want that, do we? No, we don't, especially this time of year, there's enough things to be negative about, yeah. I suppose, so why would we? Yeah. Why would you want to dwell on the negatives, dwell yeah. on the positives, like dinner, and getting fat, and chocolate, and um, what else? <laughs> the pubs are back open, I suppose, well, the restaurants. Yeah, if they're serving the food. Yeah, they're serving the food, so we back. <laughs> um, what else? <laughs> Michael, have you anything planned before we get into this evening's festivities? Because we have an action plan schedule for this show. We do, we do. I feel like this is go- This is like Betty Morente, a gory little theatre. You know, the lights are on. You know, the magic is about to happen. <laughs> and all we need now is you to, to join in and get giddy. Because we have one terrific guest lined up for you. 
We do. We've on to have a guest. Um, <laughs> we have many talents on this show this evening. We do. We do. Various Mark. talents and abilities. And we are an equal opportunities podcast, <laughs> as you can see. We don't discriminate. Um, but when you look back on the people that we've had, uh, you know, they've just brought sheer joy to our lives over the last 30 odd episodes. Like every single one, even we'll see two talented young men later. And, you know, they're, they're just raise a joy. They raise a joy. Now, our guest this evening, our main guest, like our, our usual, um, like the way we'd have someone on the show this evening is, is long awaited. Yeah. It's by uh, whom, though? By himself. <laughs> He's been waiting a long time <laughs> to come on. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sure it was, uh, some people want to hear what he has to say as well. I'm sure. I'm, I know, sure. I, I know, I'm one of those people, so I've been looking forward to this a lot. Uh, we have uh, a very special member of staff of yeah. the Paper Tuesdays uh, conglomerate. Yes, yeah. What do you reckon, Michael? Have you any words? This is going to be a tour de force. You know, imagine bottling something up for months. And just letting it pre- preserve itself on a shelf. Imagine if you had a good bottle of wine and you put it in your cellar for six or seven years. Mm. That's basically what we've done with the human version of Flash Flood. Ladies and gentlemen, Reverend Fathers, Reverend Mothers, members of the Oroctus, Tinkers, Tailors, Soldiers, Spies... And fellas coming out of the rain, Robbie. I address you warmly this evening. Looking forward to 2021, where uncertainty will be our guiding light. As we look back at the past year of 2020, we come to realise that the country has been absolutely fucked over. There is nothing to do, nowhere to go, everything's closed. And what happened when the place was closed? The fucking dubs came down. That's what happened. To stay up in Dublin, we don't want you. The beach is closed. We took it in. For 2021, stay in Dublin. We don't want you. Good luck and fuck you. Start the fucking podcast. Let's go. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. James, how excited are you at a scale of 1 to 10? 5. <laughs> <laughs> He's honest. All right. I'm very excited. Ah, I'm both delighted and happy to be here. Oh, We're happy to have you. Yeah. yeah. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. And so happy that we did a Chris Kindle. Yes, we did. So I have presents James. for everyone. Will it work? Counterclockwise, oh. sir. Sure. I'll jump in first. Yeah. <laughs> Probably pop in. James was splash out. Life. Now, I was given the draw Friday morning. So I didn't That's have much right. time to think yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you're right. Are you in, Robbie? Come on, Rob. You in scene. Sit down. <laughs> oh, Rob, since you're on camera, is this for me? Show us this the is? jumper. Oh, oh. A jumper. It's unbelievable. Sorry, in terms of the jumper. In here. <laughs> does it light up? It does indeed. No expense spared, but do not put it in the washing machine. <gasps> look at that. Look at that. Get a good look at that now. Huh? Unbelievable. Huh? I don't do Christmas jumpers. No. Do we not? No. Why not, James? Waste the money, waste the time. I've seen you in Christmas jumpers. Never. I've never I've wore a Christmas you. jumper. Where did you see me in a Christmas jumper? Yeah, on Christmas. Somewhere. No, definitely, definitely never know. wore a Christmas jumper. Oh, you do, you do I had a Father Jack t-shirt that said "Feck Christmas." Oh well, then. okay, fair enough. I've seen you in jumpers though. Just I like a jumper. Yeah, you'd wear a jumper. Just I would wear like that's a Christmassy jumper to me. 
It's a good jumper, good wool jumper. Is there a reindeer on it? It has, no, it's a deer. <laughs> it's a deer. It's not a reindeer. There's no red nose there's no, on it. There's no distinguishing. Well, you don't know much. Deer, it's, it's, it's fairly easy. Reindeers have big red noses. They like uh, it up. False again. Only one. In real life. Well, this is a fucking real deer, and that's it. <laughs> this is for me, Robbie, anyway, is it? <laughs> Fantastic. You were uh, complaining about uh, pop music and stuff, so I said I'd expand your musical repertoire. Oh, I I hope it's the Wolf Tones. Quite. Is it Daniel O'Donnell? It's going Getting to be closer. <laughs> it's Big Tom or someone like that. I like a bit of Big Tom. Oh fuck! Who's he? <laughs> Who is he? Who the fuck is that guy? I don't know. So I'm excited. I'm as excited <laughs> as you. <yourself. laughs> it's you and like a, a universe. <laughs> what songs white, does he sing, James? A very white yeah, suit. A uh, cottage by the sea. Knock at my window. <laughs> Nobody knocking at his fucking window. <laughs> like directions. <laughs> Just out of reach. My dear old mother. It's fucking all McLovin disguise. That's what it is. All McLove. Keep going. So gracious and so grand. I don't know the rest. <laughs> and he's, he's robbed one off the church. In our father's time, he's took two words from the church and he just put in and time in front and behind. Like, our father. Robbing bastard. Anyway, Will Robbie. you listen to that, James? You can listen to it if you want. It's I, your fucking present. Well, I'll give it to me, Granny. I've done me shopping now. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> Two for one. This is great. A tenor save. Robbie, I got this on my travels. Now, this oh, is for oh, you. <laughs> this is for you. I've travelled the world. I've been all over the place. And I got you this out of a gift shop in Lanzarote about 10 years ago. I didn't even know I was going to give it to you. But it's brought yeah, me a lot of luck in my time. I would well imagine it. Now, I would advise, don't put it up over your face and stick your tongue out through that because you'll get splinters on your tongue. So. <laughs> Show the camera, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very it's, much. It's a, it's a sign of fertility or something like that. Something like that. I want to be delighted watching <laughs> Michael, I know you're an old-fashioned man, so I got you a VHS. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you. <laughs> I remember that video. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Who's, who's that? The great George O'Connor there, is it? It looks like him, all right. It was a great poem about George O'Connor. You know that picture where he's down on his hands and knees? Yeah. I bought that picture and I was going to give it to you and I decided, no, I like it and I'm going to You're keep right it You're right too, you're right too. Look at that bad boy. What a present. But uh, there's a great poem, there's a great poem Tom Williams wrote about George O'Connor and there's one verse in it and I thought it summed up the man lovely. And it goes, then came his last chance, his last shining hour, his first chance, his only chance in Harlan's green bower. When the sunshine of victory peeped out from the dark, the old man of Harlan gave thanks in Crow Park. And it's a fabulous poem which sums up the whole thing in my mind. Wow, this is unbelievable. It's a fabulous bit of poetry. Mark. Yes. I thought long and hard about your present. <laughs> Michael informed me at half seven that I got you. Right. After I bought or sourced a present for everyone. <laughs> So I tramped up and down the bookshops of Dublin mm. and I found this book in my own bookshelf and I'm going to give it to you. It's Gene. Yes, it's a very good book. David That's Epstein. a very good book. I like this. I like the sound of it. Have you heard of it? Yeah. yeah. It's a great it's book. Gene, it's from a great bookshop as well. Hodges and Figgis. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck the price is on it. <laughs> Don't mind that. We splashed out. Oh. Don't mind the price. <laughs> it was big money. Big money. <laughs> so Thank who's there? Oh, that was sensational. I, I, I do appreciate <laughs> I got Michael anyway, so I didn't get everyone a present, but I got Michael. You miserable Thank bastard. You. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. A few, uh, we have a lot of stuff here. We have jars anyway. 
Oh, blackcurrant jam. Oh, lovely stuff. It's oh, all notiony sort of yeah. baking foods. So Speaking of notion, homemade cranberry sauce that'll go all over my turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's only the turkey it's going to go all over. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. Ooh, sun-dried tomato. Cheese baguettes. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about those ones out there. But do you know what? Will we chance yeah, them now? They're very notiony. They're from a German bakery, I think. I'm sure what else is in here. We've got strawberry fondants. <laughs> They're very romantic, Mark. Yeah. And uh, what is... Oh, well, you do know me that I love a good bit of spice and ginger. And that's why I love Spice Gingerbread Shortbread Squares. Sponsored by Paper Tooth Squares. <laughs> that's sensational. Thank you, Mark. I, um, welcome, welcome, I'm i going to rip out one of these now because... Um, yeah, and while I'm doing that... Mm. Robbie Dunn! Oh, <laughs> Wanted camera, Robbie. We want. We want to see your face. Well, well, there's We're one saving rap. the environment. We're saving the environment. A fucking mouse. Oh, I'm thinking of getting one the other day. Oh, good stuff. Well done, Mike. Very thoughtful. A good, useful. He's our guru for Muckridge. Let me know. Are they nice? The mouse is my rifle. Oh, they're lovely now. Are they? I gobbled them up then. No, not for me. Not for well, you. No, no. I was still a hit. Shout out to a good shop in Enniscorthy where I got that book now. Think like an artist. Yeah. Lead a more creative, productive life by Will Gompertz. Gompertz. Unreal. Yeah. Is it first edition or second edition? I don't know. <laughs> it's a <laughs> book. There's a nice feel off the pages though. You know, it, it takes insights from the likes of Michelangelo and all the big artists. Yeah, well, thank yeah. you very much, Michael. Robbie. Thank you very for everything tall. you do with paper chooses. Oh, penguin stamp on it. My book. <laughs> <laughs> penguin is a cheap brand, a fucking publishing house. <gasps> let me tell you. Those are the views of James Flood, not the views of Paper Tuesdays. <laughs> Stick your disclaimer up your hole. You're taking it as well. We're all thinking it. <laughs> Oh wow! No, I'm the little voice in your head. Christmas cheer festivities mm. started. Now we've got the ball rolling, really. Yeah, we do. We do. Here's a cracker, James. We used to. We used to be. It was a very long table. <laughs> <laughs> I'd stand. James and I used to. Michael be opposites. Yes. We used to. I thought you were. I thought you were a bollocks. You want to win this now? <laughs> you want to win this because I know one of these. Hey! Hey! <laughs> I won. I won a turkey. A turkey? There's a fierce you smell of bur- turkey and talent. <laughs> let's go, let's go. All right. <laughs> Have we put the hat on? Oh, ah, yeah. Come on, I made one. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Robbie, do you want a hat? I don't, I don't like this. There's no Why don't you like it? Why There's no the joke. There's no joke. There is a joke of mine. I've got, I'm a talent or a turkey. I, I don't know what that is. I'm talent or turkey? Try to switch your tongue with your nose. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'd, I'd say the women love that. <laughs> <laughs> a secret talent in coppers at a Monday night. <laughs> Why did the gingerbread man go to the doctor? Um, I don't know. He was feeling crummy. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. What did one cracker hat say to the other cracker hat? What? What's a cracker hat? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, damn, damn, yeah. You stay here. I'm going to go on ahead. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, actually, sorry, there is a joke in mine. Oh, good, good. <laughs> They're fucking awful. <laughs> I'd be on one. All right, give us a joke, James. What's black and white needs like a horse? A penguin. A zebra. <laughs> yeah, we can't argue with that. Yeah. <laughs> James, I'd say you're looking forward to this. Can't wait. James, I'd like you to pick up I Cross the Line by Lean Dunn. I love this book. Anywhere. Anywhere you want. I, I actually flicked through this and I had a page picked out earlier, but I've lost now. Oh. Here we go. The Barron Times continue with the club in the county under 21s. And when the 1989 senior season started, Martin Story and I were left out in the cold while other guys from my club were brought into the panel. Although we get on fine now, I held my own club man and Wexford selector Rory Jacob responsible for my own admission. A mission. I felt he should have known what I was capable of. Story felt likewise. In the end, I was hurling so well for Owler, they just had to call me back in. And that's not being big headed. My face didn't fit Wexford hurling at the time, but I was determined to slot in somewhere. Every line is riveting. It's powerful, man. Yeah. What'd you take from that, Mark? There's always that fella that has a chip on his shoulder in every team. You reckon he's a chip on his shoulder? Well, he does there, yeah. In what regard? Well, yeah, I suppose, you know, they didn't want me, but I was there anyway. No, yeah. Not a team player, but... Uh... I didn't make it. Oh, it's his fault, like. I was hurling well, but, like, maybe hurling well wasn't good enough. It's As your a manager, yeah. view there that you know it's a system rather than a person. Yeah, yeah. You buy into the system. There you go. Well, look, didn't he fucking play? He did play. And he won all stars. He's a fantastic hurler. But that year, maybe he wasn't so fantastic. There was other players better than him. Well, they won in All Ireland. Not in nineteen eighty nine. They didn't. That was that was that was nineteen eighty nine. Frick! Did you not hear the date? It was in the thing. <laughs> I just listen to like words and I pick up a few words and then yeah. I construct my own view of what happened. A bit like school for you then. <laughs> it's hard to hear from out in the hallway. <laughs> it's your quiz time. Quiz time. Now, Robbie, I want you to watch Michael's eye. Actually, it might work if I move over to that seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah you go over there. Uh, yes, because I'm yes. Chris Tarrant. <laughs> It's like the celebrity you want to Four bottles wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do look so important now, Mark. my co-host. <laughs> What's she, this is like your one on uh, Countdown that does the maths. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Rachel. Rachel. Rachel Riley. Uh, can I have She's a one, deadly. please? <laughs> one, please, Rachel. Two, like. two from the top, four from the bottom, isn't it? Two big, four smaller, something like that. <laughs> okay, James. Right. <laughs> Question number one. Have we buzzers or something now? Have we? Or who are these being addressed to? Um, oh, yeah. Right. So give we'll give you a code word. Yeah, and then idea. you call out a code word if you know the answer. Yeah. Okay. Robbie, you can assign the code words. Cool. Uh, Katie. 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 And then yours is Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> Welcome to the quiz. Question number one. Can you name the eight reindeer? Oh. Ashton. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Vixen. Prancer. Dancer. Oh, I'm gone. Olive. 
There's Olive Duran <laughs> there. Um, Rudolph. Rudolph is there. Vixen. Blixen. No. No, I'm Blixen. afraid I can't give that to either of you. No helping. <coughs> Question Ol- number Olive two. Olive is Randy. Will you give us the answer? Question answers? number two. <laughs> <laughs> no, no points. No half points. No, hang on and a second. And you can't help each other. No, Olive is a reindeer. Olive is not a fucking reindeer, Olive's James. Olive is the other Here. reindeer. <laughs> Olive the reindeer <laughs> James you're on minus one point Michael you're on zero uh, Here was the answer was Comet, Cupid, Vixen, Prancer, Dancer, Donner, Blitzen and Dasher Question number two Frosty the Snowman was brought to life by a magic what? J- uh, Katie James Yes Yes So that's one point James <laughs> Robbie can you keep score? So now we're both on zero um, <laughs> It's a paper over there Robbie uh, question number three Which food outlet is so popular on Christmas Day in Japan That it has to be ordered three weeks in advance Is it A, the book cafe Is it B, McDonald's Or is it C, KFC 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 What the to be Sorry Michael, it's a contact sport uh, Question number four <laughs> Have we had sanitizer actually? <laughs> <laughs> God only knows where you've been to see. Oh, you all brush hands after touching his back. Yeah. <laughs> He's a county for fuck's sake. <laughs> Question number four What song was a Christmas number one in both 1975 and 1991? Um, Michael, or actually. <laughs> That's Christmas Michael No James Can I have a Over clue? to you um, Is this the real life? Bohemian Rhapsody Bohemian Rhapsody 2-0 <laughs> to James He's whooping me Paddy Flood wrote that one <laughs> <laughs> He did actually <laughs> If you are born on Christmas Day What is your star sign? Ashton Capricorn Correct <laughs> Question number 6 So that's 2 on to Michael is it? Yeah How is it 2 me! Two out of James! Two out of James, yeah. Question number six. <laughs> what does the word mistletoe translate to in Saxon English? <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because I read Saxon as semen in my own writing. <laughs> what does the word mistletoe translate to in Saxon English? That old English? Yes. Ashton, Hollybush. False. James. Fucking stick your tongue down our throat. Fucking tree or something I don't know <laughs> White rose that was, No James was actually closer It's vulgar <laughs> It's uh, Shit on a stick What? It translates to No way Yep Should oh be tits God. on a stick Question number seven If you add up all of the presents In the song 12 Days of Christmas How many presents Would there be? Oh my gosh A thousand and forty Or something like that Incorrect Um <laughs> Uh, 96 Incorrect 364 Question number 8 What was the original colour of Santa Claus's jacket Before Coca-Cola started their advertisements? Katie White Incorrect Ah Sorry Um, That's Ashton and Blue False The answer is Green oh, Robbie Dunn Thank man, you <laughs> Oh look what's happening Question number nine 
when Ross can't find a Santa outfit in the TV sitcom series <laughs> Friends. Katie! James. The holiday armadillo. Correct. Oh, I think so. I love Probably friends. what's the score now? 3-1? 3-1. Yeah, 3-1 to James. Question number 10. Uh, so, so, sorry, how many questions is there? There is 12 questions. 12. The pressure's on you now. <laughs> I just need to hold me on. Question number 10. In which ch- classic children's novel is it always winter but never Christmas? That's Narnia. Chronicles of Narnia. Yes. No, sorry. What's wrong with you? It's a novel you said. Yeah. What's yours to say? No, you, you've just named a series. Light Witch and Wardrobe. Yes. Hang on a second now. He answered her wrong and correctly. It's the same fucking thing. The Lion, the Witch and Wardrobe is the same thing. You're know? going on. It's <laughs> 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 a yellow card. <laughs> That's a point card. <laughs> I'm taking a point off you. You know what? I can because it's my fucking game. 2-1 <laughs> <Two>, to James. <laughs> Question number 11. <laughs> what comes next in cra- <laughs> What comes next in Wham's Christmas single Last Christmas? Once bitten, twice shy, I keep my distance. Ashen, but you still catch my eye. Correct. This <laughs> is harsh shit. I should. 3 2? 3 all. Oh, then it comes down to the last question. Oh. This is a big one. <laughs> What is the name of Will Ferrell's character in the movie Elf? Ashen! Michael. Elf? False. Oh. Buddy. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> your winner, James Flood. A deserving victory. That was fucking fit, tense, fist bump to that. That had a bit of everything. <laughs> Big fist bump. Uh, that was a great game. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> I don't, um, I don't like losing, sorry. I think after that, we need a little bit of a respite. Mm. And what better... This is Chef's Kiss, Mark. Yeah, this is no, some collaboration. We have Conor Moore and Mark Redmond playing some musical tunes for us. Mark, take it away, guys.
So there we had Mark Redmond and Connor Moore giving us a few reels and a few Christmas carols, and it really was powerful stuff, Michael, wasn't it? It was uh, like it was great the to be talent. there. Talent, yeah, yeah, exactly. The talent that we've been able to access, the, the talent that's in Gory and our, and in the paper choose this community is just sensational, Mark. Yeah, considering we've none, like <laughs> it's amazing you keep talking to us. <laughs> yeah. Now, James, you're probably wondering what's on this crapped screen, are you? I am. I'm going to blow up with excitement here. So. Oh. Well, I'm going to turn it around now, and you might recognise someone on the first slide. <laughs> <laughs> I love that now, Bernard. I haven't had hot lips in ages, actually. <laughs> I've yeah. gone off them. I've gone more towards Kyo's salt and vinegar. Oh, now at the lordy, no, I think so. Right. Well, let me tell you something, right? Oh, yeah. Cheese yeah. and onion, you can't beat tato. Right. Che- tato, cheese and onion, that's it. But when it comes to salt and vinegar, I like the kyos because there's a good solid fucking spud in them and they're lovely. Like you're not getting a real greasy yolk like the O'Donnell's or something like that. You're getting a good spud. And it tells you who grew it and who picked it on the back and what field it was in. That's right, yeah. Well, and you differ, do you, Mark? What do you say? King. Cheese and onion. Protestant crisps. I actually agree. I think they do. There's a Protestant thing a lot. <laughs> so uh, do you like yourself on the sign? Do you like your, I look like a superstar. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So our first item here on Flash Flood, a uh, paper chooser's Christmas special, is people being late. James, what do you think of them? Oh, Are you late I, yourself? No, on time is late in my book. Oh, you you know this. If I if this re- and it really gets on my tits <laughs> with training. If I'm training the team and training starts at seven o'clock, yeah, and there's people only pulling into the field at seven o'clock, I'm in a bad mood before it even starts. Right, like it, it's it just, it's good manners to be on time fifteen minutes early. If you're going to an appointment, you're there fifteen minutes early. It shows you want to be there. It shows you want to meet the person. It shows you're engaged. But if you show up late, it's it's just bad manners. It's disrespectful. I fucking can't. St- I hate being late. Don't mind if someone says, "Yeah, look, sorry, I'm going to be five minutes late." Fine, but the majority of people don't even have the courtesy to text you to say you're they're going to be late. Right or wrong? Right, I know, right? Yeah. Mm. You were late this evening. We were late. That's why I nudged him, because <laughs> yeah. we were late this evening. We were late this evening. <laughs> I've been sitting here ready since 6 o'clock. I had dinner at 12 o'clock today. <laughs> did be you? ready for this. We got. ate breakfast last night. <laughs> <laughs> and did you request the mother that we need an early dinner, ma'am? No, I just said, mammy, dinner is 12 o'clock today and that's it. And that's it. <laughs> and no, that's final. There's no ifs or buts about that's it. That's an order. Peel those spots. I agree. I don't like, I hate being late myself. I, I don't like it myself. So you've seen well, how it happens like, more I, often than I, I, I do. Like, I was late down here this evening getting back from Dublin, and Jason must have apologised fucking 20 times for being late. And like, I, I absolutely fucking hate it. Like, absolutely mm. hate being late myself. And when someone else is late, I actually, like, you can't, I have to do be a bit understanding, like, the things can go wrong with people or whatever. But then again, if you're on a time frame, say you're like, a personal trainer, for example, mm-hmm. you have a client at five, you have a client at six, five to seven. If someone arrives at four past five and you have an hour of a session to do with them, that's going to set the other person mm-hmm. back. Or mm-hmm. you're just going to have to shorten that person's session. Yeah. And that's going to fuck up their whole progress. Like, and the same with training a team. Like, yeah, show up on time if, you, no. if at all possible. But show, show up, not even show up on time. Show up and prepare. Yeah. Like yeah. you, you, you've seen it with us, right? In Castletown, especially. There's a cohort of people that will, training will starts at eight o'clock, but there's a cohort of people in the gym at seven preparing. And for like you. Gavin Stamp and the likes. Well, <laughs> Gavin's only getting out of King Cod at seven o'clock. <laughs> but, but like the likes of the guys that are actually 
proper, really talented, good footballers. Like, you never seen Colin Morris or Anthony Maston showing up five past seven, training start at seven or five past eight. They're there at least half an hour beforehand. Mm. And it's just preparation, it's good habits, and it's about, it's, it's respectful to the whole team. Okay, that's fair enough, James. So we'll move on now. <sighs> Streaming platforms with long ad breaks. Oh, I, can I mention what I'm watching at the minute? And what I'm watching it yeah. on. I'm watching The West Wing on More 4. Have you ever watched it? Ed, you need to get on it. It's House of Cards from the Naughties. It's brilliant. Um, what's his name? Your man that's done all the drugs and women and everything. Charlie Sheen's father is in it. Martin Sheen. <laughs> Gentleman. So he is. And he's in He's the president in it. And there's a whole cast of other people. They're brilliant. It's, mm. fant- it's really, really good. But it's one of those real American shows that like, oh, it all works out okay in the end. No, I, and I hate that about American shows. That's another fucking thing. Like, I want to see someone miserable and hurt. I don't want it all to work out okay. I want to be like, fuck, it didn't actually work out okay. I want to be shocked. Like, House of Cards didn't work out okay. Brilliant. One of the best series I've ever seen. But the long ad breaks are more for... Glenn Rowe didn't work out okay. We found that out. Uh, Mark Redmond. Miley and Fidelma. And then your one biddy. I never watched Glenn Rose before my time. <laughs> But sorry, you were going to say the Sheens. Sheens. Yeah, so like it, you're watching the thing, you get about 10 minutes out of it, and then all of a sudden you have this fucking four minute ad break. Four minutes of shite. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind if there were different ads every time. It's the same four minutes of ads every ads 10 minutes at Tesco and fucking. Just, there's that one, that, that RT car crash one. And I, look, I get the message trying to get across. I don't need to see that when I'm trying to relax and rewind. It gets me wound up. Look, I know the point we're trying to get across, but I don't need to see it when I'm watching the West Wing. That's my time to de-stress and relax. And I will not pay the four ninety nine a month because they're an English company. I will not put money in their arse pocket. I probably should to get rid of the ad breaks. Do you do that all the time? Do you like say, no, that's English, I'm not buying that? It would depend on what mood I'm in at the time and how urgent something was. Yeah. Like, name, name another English company, I guarantee you. Well, you went to London yourself, like, and you supported no, their economy. No, or Manchester United. Now, in fairness, Mark, actually, no, we did have a good day out in London. Yeah. Division 4 football in January. There's nothing better than a trip to London. Remember, we went, we got on the tube, I'd say about 10 o'clock in the morning, half an hour in from Ealing Broadway. It's, it's, it's a great tube trip. It's fantastic. You see all the sights of West London. But um, I remember my father was in a bad way with his back at the time. You would know where this is going now. We um, we brought we walked up and down. I brought you um up and down the what the what's the thing they call the fucking road down to Parliament, the Mall or something like that. There's all the statues and the government buildings and everything like that. We got up to the top of it, went to the big square. We looked at Nelson on his pillar, and we turned back around. We done Chinatown as well. We did. we went through we Chinatown. Chinatown and the big dragon. The big, the big dragon, the lad baiting the drums and one's throwing heads of cabbage at and everything. Oh, sure, it was probably the Chinese New Year. It was Chinese New Year. And you were there for the London yeah. football We were there for Chinese New Year. It was, it was great. Me flooding, Paddy Flood, walking around in Chinatown and all these lads and their dragons and their drums and their shouting and roaring. And we were, the, 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 we were either hungover or... We no, we, we, hadn't, we hadn't got caught. We'd arrived late the night before. Remember we went to the wine bar that only had um, Corona, bottles of Corona. Yes. Crispins yeah. it's called. And, and I, I don't know from my time in London. You're at the bottom of the barrel when you're going there at two o'clock in the morning for a drink. It's a tough spot. Well, it's not a tough spot. It's just full of arseholes, really. But um, the the best part of this is we went into Acosta Coffee to get uh, 
dad da wanted to sit down for a minute. There was, we won't mention what was in there that caught his attention first, but the next thing anyway, he went up to pay for his coffee. Mm. And he pulled out a Northern Irish 10 pounds and your man refused to accept it. Point blank. And there was a standoff row, I'd say, for a good five, ten minutes here over this. And I think it finished with the line that Dad said, well, you've robbed the fucking counties off so you can take the money. <laughs> <laughs> no word of a lie. That's unbelievable. I've never set foot in that Costa Coffee since. and Really? Well, part of that is I've never been back to London since. But, but like, say Costa Coffee and Gory, do you go there? Or? I know, I, I'm not a coffee man. All right. Just drink it. Don't All drink right. coffee. All right. Don't, Don't eat it. Not, not, give me fucking... Load the tea. Tea for Ireland. Mm. I had to, had to calm down with the tea. 13 cups a day at one stage. It was, it was heavy going. Were you a chain drinker? Oh, fighting stuff all together. That, that arts cafe in UCD, I say I spent more money there than I did anywhere else. No? No. Um, next. Next. <laughs> so what's Go easy, here? Mike. Let's computer. <laughs> Trump supporters Trump James. I love winding them up on Facebook I <laughs> <laughs> got through into this with the yeah, I love winding these people up on Facebook because there's no logic to them right at the minute I, I, I keep meaning to unfollow him every time I see him he's like ah rigged election and I'm like I really should unfollow you you big orange whatever but um, I, I love looking through the comments yeah and I've Clicked into a few of the profiles of these people and I found there's more and more people from Nigeria saying, go, Mr. President, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, right, you live in the capital of Abuja and you have a lad there. He's a civil engineer for the fucking whatever in Abuja. Lives in Abuja. You have pictures of him in Abuja. And I'm there like, he's not your president, pal. Who's the president of Nigeria? <laughs> Come on. He should be supporting his own president. Right. Now, I know people in America and I like I have no problem if someone messaged me and said, look, this is why I voted for Trump. I was, the last time I was in America was a couple of years ago and Trump had just got elected. Hmm. People we were staying with, they said, um, <laughs> Muhammadu Buhari, <laughs> president of Nigeria. Fair play. Of course, yeah, yeah. But, and I, I just asked these people, <laughs> I said to these people, do you mind me asking who you voted for? Right. And they said, Trump, and I made a bit of a face and he, I said, I'm not being rude. I said, but do you mind me asking why? Yeah. And he says, here's long the short of it. He's put $200 a week in my arse pocket. So I can see where people are coming from with him and I can see why they're so mad to get him and like the Democrats, oh, they're left or this or that, the other. But I fear with the way the world is going at the minute, we don't need an isolationist America. We had it in 1914 to 1920 we had it in 1939 to 1945 and it took them coming in to end the war and I think if Trump was the president if there was a war to break out there'd be no saviour it's going to be good night Joe Doyle like we'll all be <laughs> we'll, we'll be heading for the bunker bar like all this makes me think of, do you remember Tommy Ternan's joke about the wars in Afghanistan Go on, I, I've heard them all, but I, not off the top of my head. Give me a line. I or two wouldn't be able to recite it uh, entirely, but it was basically like, you know, he's giving out with the news and how the news is showing that the world is ending and there's the wars in Afghanistan and uh, this little celebrity's wife is cheating on him or whatever. And he's like, and what, like, why do I need to know this? Why am I spending my evenings watching this nonsense? Like, what do they want me to do with this information? <laughs> do they want me to go up to the edge of Connemara, lean off the end of it, and go, stop? Stop the senseless killing in Afghanistan. 
<laughs> it's true. So what fucking good is it, us worry though? But he, here's a question for you. How often do you hear just the news? The news? What do you mean? Or he like? No, just the news. There's no opinion. There's no, I think this, I think that. It's just, this is what happened today. We should RT, no? Kind of. We, kind of. No, yes. You see, because America is going that way, and America is that mm. way, and it's right that, well, it's not right, but like they have a reason to It's argue. right and left. Yeah, yeah. It exactly. is right and left. You have CNN, or, I don't know who owns CNN, I presume they're a big Democrat supporter. You have Fox News owned by, what's his name, Murdoch. You have Breitbart News. You have all these right-wing channels. They're owned by right-wing people, and they're pumping this message out there. But I just, I don't want opinion. Sometimes I just want the news. No exactly. opinion, that, no that, nothing. That's the point I was trying to make, is that we don't, we have a centralised news outlet. And, but we still have fucking idiots. So people are going to do the same thing in America they're doing here, like, RT, you're telling us lies. They're pumping but, out their but propaganda. They're, they're, what is their R- propaganda? RT has its own problem on that. It's government back in the state. So you're going to get fucking idiots saying that anyway. Like, no, mm. they are, they're nut jobs, Michael. They're going around <laughs> not wearing masks. You can be literally anything, anti-anything, and it would sound less stupid than being anti-mask. Yeah, I'm it's... I'm anti-fucking <laughs> Seaglam fans. Okay, fair enough, Mark, you do that. You're, I'm anti-ending a fucking pandemic. No, you're right, though. Wear your mask, wash your hands. Mark it's not, it's not hard, right? <laughs> but, like, Bill Gates is there controlling some 90-year-old granny now that got the vaccination, <laughs> and... I wonder, I, like, if, I'd know, say he's having great fun with her trying to get up and down the fucking stairs or something like <laughs> <laughs> it's like who, who needs Xbox when you have to get fucking COVID vaccine is it like Grand Theft Auto where you can wear a cheat and she can fly I, I, I haven't got that far yet I haven't got the glitches worked out that's the next vaccine <laughs> <laughs> that's the next pandemic relax oh, wow okay <laughs> whoops it's Thierry on Reesan Ball and this is with a graphic there Thierry if you want to use your hands play us at rugby and a bit of bod there and that's yeah I since I was never a fan of the French to begin with but the night I remember sitting at home the night that happened and the goal went in and I could see everyone going like hang on so, something's not right here because the minute you see Shea Given will say a goal's a goal if goes by you fair enough like you're beaten but when he's going out with his hand up like that and beating it as hard as he can, Paul McShane is doing the same, Richard Dunn, they're all there, something was wrong, and you look back to replays and see he didn't handle it once, he handled it twice. I don't, look, if it was us, I'd be fucking delighted and be saying, up yours, we're true, you're not like, but what really annoyed me about that night was he had the gall to sit down beside Richard Dunn, look up the pictures, the pictures are there, he had the gall to sit down beside Richard Dunn who was on the verge of tears and say hard luck I'm sorry and he's sitting there like with his little poor face on him and oh yeah I'm French I'm this I'm that and whatever <laughs> I don't think he said that I don't think he said oh I'm French <laughs> it's okay I, I can cheat I'm allowed to do this like you know but that it really fucking got on my nerves that someone that blatantly cheated us out of the world we were cheated out of that world cup yeah. absolutely cheated out of the world cup now bear in mind it was one all it was going to extra time and everyone's convinced we're going to win this in extra time but we never got the chance but we were cheated out of it and he sat there and the pictures of him sitting there and he's trying his best not to laugh yeah it's an it's a joke you're, you're still hurt no I, I I refuse to go to France Katie's like she said before uh, coronavirus oh can we can we go to France I'm like no I will never set foot in France 
I don't care if I have to get a ferry or a plane or whatever to go to Spain or somewhere like that. I will not go to France. I would rather go around the world for 80 days to get to Spain and use me two weeks holidays to do that yeah. than go to France or set foot on French soil. I will not give him money. I will not do anything for the French. I cannot stand them. And it's all because of him. Jim, Cheating bastard. Do you ever consider forgiveness, James? No. No, never. No. No, because we were laughed at after that. Right. That fucking Egypt John Delaney goes up, or oh, can we be the 33rd team in the World Cup? Like, yeah. who the fuck is he kidding? But who is he kidding? Like, the, the World Cup is 32 teams. Yeah, we were cheating. We weren't, we were cheated out of it. The match was going to extra time. We weren't going through. And he's there, oh, let's be the 33rd team. <laughs> and he made a laughing stock of us. FIFA gave us 8 million. Where did that go? Went in his arse pocket, I'd say. Yeah, but like, do you ever think like, oh, I should move on? No, right. absolutely not. <laughs> I I'll hold a grudge against someone really for a long, long time. Yeah, there's two or three people that you know I hold a grudge against. There's one <laughs> fella who comes in and out of the anchor every Christmas Eve. I'll sit down in the in Liar's Corner, as it's called by the Jacks, with me back against the wall under the Guinness clock, and I'll see him go in and out of Jacks. And every time he goes past, I always say, "Bastard." I will say that to him every time. That he he wronged me. Do you ever think that like you're drinking the poison that you're trying today for them? Oh no, absolutely not. No, no, no I'm right all the time. Did you not know that? No, but that's uh, you, <laughs> no. You're fine. They wronged me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why should I forgive him? I'm sorry. It's just the way you have the hat on now. <laughs> take the hat no, off. No, no, no. Take the hat off. Braggers, caught my tail again yesterday. I don't know. Oh, I. I Google things that people don't like and they say brag. What do you think of people that brag? They obviously have a reason to brag, so fair play to them. <laughs> fair point. Uh, maybe they don't, though. It could be lying. It could be false bragging. I, we've all been known people that do that. I like to do it every now and then for the, for the sake of a story. But like if someone's won something, like say, Michael, you won the World Chess Championship. Nobody knew about it. Mm. And you came in to the Anchor or French's or the Shed here. And said, oh, I won the World Chess Championship. I, I take you at face value and say, fair fucks to you, well done. Like, yeah. Like, people need to be proud of their achievements and what they've done. All right. Why bury something away? Yeah. Because, yeah. oh, I don't want to be seen to be bragging. Fucking be a bragger. Like, you've worked hard to do this or do something. Go yeah. out and be proud of it. Like, tell people. It's like when you're in primary school and you go around to all the classrooms with the what you won. Did you ever do that? No. Oh, oh, no way. Wait, when I won what? No, like, it could have been, like, you won the Seatles or, I don't know, it could, it, you won a record league game and you go around with the cup and say, yeah, so we won this and... Ah, uh, no, we didn't really win much. So. We always Trip lost to Gory in the final. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. No, bragging is bollocks. Oh, right. Yeah, no, I don't Why? know at all. Because, like, win something grand, well done, and, like, we can all be proud of your achievements, but, like, if you're winning something and then talking about what you won for the next six months rather than finding well, something now, else... Now, well, let me that, finish now, my hang on, now, that's a difference. Let me finish talking my about it for six he months. Started, so finish. Go on. <laughs> find something else to do after you win one thing. Talking Ooh. about it for six months, that I have a problem with. Yeah. I've no problem with a lad coming in if I haven't seen him in six months I say oh look I won so and so I won a raffle six months ago fair play to me mm. like, fair fucks to you well done mm. yeah. but like as, as I think though Mark that's the team sport coming out in us like in that right yeah we won this county championship we won this title that's 2019 2018 2020 like, what's next come on Conroy welcome on <laughs> 
Thanks for joining. Have a seat. Who's Master Conroy. Huh? No, it's the lads we were reading bits and pieces over. Is that or what? What have we got here? Mick McCarthy. Ah, that fucking English. Oh, welcome to the show. Yeah. Oh, by the way, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't know what I was speaking. Don't let me. No, you stay focused. You can. You can have your say on Mick McCarthy because you'll agree with me, right? I told you this story last week. Ireland went out to play Holland in a World Cup. Now, before this happened, Roy Keane had spoke about we need to prepare properly. Now, this man is going back to the nineties where you have players going doing fucking Harry's Challenge. Some pala Jack Charlton's result not opening up a big chipper in Dublin. All the team went to it. They had a big fucking plate of fish, big plate of chips, and at the finish, they got a little mint at the end. A day before they play Belgium now in a qualifier, really important qualifier. Two 0 up, fifteen minutes to go. It ends two all. Ireland don't go to the World Cup of the Euros or whatever it was that year. But it didn't matter because some of the players passed Harry's fucking challenge, right? <laughs> yeah, you go out. <laughs> There's lads went out, okay? Keane went up to McCarthy. Look, we need to prepare properly. It's might going to be my last World Cup. Let's get cereals, fish, meat, chicken, pasta, the whole lot before yeah. matches. And let's do the fucking thing right and give it a good go. So they go to Holland. They're in a hotel in Amsterdam. Roy Keane walks down the stairs and he sees, I think it was Jason McAteer and a couple of other players eating a cheese sandwich. Like a fucking cheese sandwich the day before you go and play a really important World Cup qualifier. And he goes up to the assistant at the time, says, what's the story? Where's the pasta, the chicken and all that kind of stuff? And the assistant says to him, oh, you should have asked for it. After a sit-down meeting between the two of them, the assistant goes, you should have asked for it. So Keane goes to the hotel, look, can we get chicken or something like that? No, don't have time, can't do that this hour of the day. Keena ends up ordering a takeaway fucking pizza. Now, I guarantee the Holland players under Louis van Gaal at the time were not eating fucking pizza or cheese sandwiches before a really important World Cup qualifier, were they? Do you think so? Can you picture Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank eating a cheese sandwich? <laughs> no. No. Point proven. You go to the World Cup, <laughs> right? We go to Saipan. And it starts off as a joke in the airport. All of a sudden, the lads, they're not going through the private airport. They're going through the fucking Joe Soap Park. Me and you go through and we're going in our jolliers. And Bertie Ahern arrives down into the middle. Ah, oh, fucking pictures. Yeah, well, we're going to Japan. Let's go for it, like. And it's a fucking joke. Sorry, the lads are prepared to play in a World <laughs> Cup. And all of a sudden, the media and everyone arrives down. They're there queuing with their bags to put on the plane and things like that. That's not preparation. Why didn't the manager organise this? Uh, th- this is going to go on for about 10 minutes now. <laughs> stop like no, I won't stop. The man is a sham and he needs to be outed. <laughs> Look at him there. He's Look at him. Painting with a child. Look at the paint on my hands and paint on oh, his nose. Oh, fair play. Yeah, he's a big enough nose to get paint on. <laughs> ah, James. No, don't add James me. We could have won the 2002 World Cup only for him. But back to the airport. The lads get on the plane. <laughs> oh, good, yeah. Go back the lads the get on the plane, right? You have Niall Quinn, who's what? Six foot six? Find the height of Niall Quinn. Oh, 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 Niall Quinn is a fucking tall. He's a tall man, right? He's a fucking big man. Hurled Her- minor for Dublin on. I think. Don't have one. <laughs> Niall Quinn heard minor for Dublin big fella right and he's sitting down the back of the plane with his fucking legs tucked up and like that on a how long of a flight is it to Japan 13-14 hours yeah, James that's my John Leary's fault no that's not no he, they weren't with Ryanair Ryanair don't go to Japan they were going with Aer Lingus or someone like that but yet the big fucking suits and ties 
excuse me, the <laughs> FAI are up the front drinking pints, popping the champagne, having the crack, extra leg room. Oh yeah, this is our jolly up. We worked really hard to get here. You go to Japan. They're in Saipan, little island, coast of nowhere. Yeah. It was the death of Irish rugby in the last World Cup and it was the death of Irish soccer. That was the day Irish soccer died. Absolutely died. You had three players go out onto a car park of a pitch with potholes, right? Pitch was rock hard. It was hard as concrete as that ground. They went out. Someone said, can we water the pitch? Some lad just goes with a fucking water tanker and stands there scratching his lad, spraying it in the one spot. So they have a real hard pitch all around and a big bog in the middle. On top of this, the training gear didn't arrive. Oh my gosh. So these lads, right, they're going around in big, heavy Irish fucking tracksuits training. Why didn't the gear arrive two weeks beforehand? I don't know. No, you're going to the World Cup, like. Robbie, ring Umbro. It was Umbro. No, it wasn't Umbro. It wasn't Umbro. It wasn't Umbro. This was to be organised. This was to be organised by the manager. Yeah. And it wasn't. And he let us down. So can you understand why Keane had a grievance? Do you think they go out? They're going out to play in the World Cup and nothing is prepared properly. Can you understand why the captain of Manchester United, the greatest football team in the world at the time, at the time has a bee in his bonnet about not prepared properly I'd say Keane has moved on now from that I don't think he has I think Keane's a fucking idiot James <laughs> we'll take that outside in a few minutes <laughs> Owen, or James or Owen, no, I'm does not anyone finished. care I'm, does I, anyone care I care I, I couldn't give it <laughs> no, no I, I care because that for me is my I remember that fucking playoff against Holland. And you were eight, were you? I was eight at the time. It's my yeah. first memory of soccer. Right. Okay. And it's ruined by him. Yeah. That whole experience. Had that summer was ruined by Mick McCarthy for me. Right. But do you honestly believe Ireland would have won that world? Why couldn't we? Because we're. Would Roy Keane have made the difference <laughs> against Cameroon? No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> James, I'm joking. I don't really care. I think he would have made a difference against Cameroon. We would have could have won that game. But Cameroon, the group. like, who won that year? Who won that year? Brazil won two nothing. Would we have not been? a vintage Brazil team? Oh, was would James? We, would no, it wasn't. I've, I've, I've sat still now. When that was no, hang on, hang on. Cafu, yeah, he was good. Roberto Carlos wasn't bad. Roberto Carlos wasn't bad. The goalkeeper, who was the goalkeeper? Can you remember? Dita. The goalkeeper, yeah, Dita. He wasn't the goalkeeper in two thousand two. Had Ronaldo, Ronaldo. Had, yeah, look, Ronaldinho. right. No, they didn't have Ron. They did. Sorry, Ronaldinho they did. Love yeah, he did. He done a job on team. I was delighted with that. I loved that. But like, we could have, we could have got further than, than what a last sixteen against Spain goes yeah, to penalties. Was Dida. Just checked. So, was it Dida? Okay, sorry, I'm wrong. I'm I'm wrong. I was wrong. I've no problem. Fair play. You corrected me. But with that, right, we could have bet Spain. Who would we have played next? Was it South Korea? South Korea. Mark, would you, would you fear the South Koreans? No. No. Never. No. Owen, was James always South like Korea this? South Korea bet Spain. Oh, was we James always it. like this when you met him in school? Like, uh, my, my first encounter with James was at the uh, the summer camps, the school camps. They were called the PlayStation camps. The oh, yeah. James, and James had back. a love affair with a previous guest of the show in one of those. Whereby she had a love affair with me. James cried because uh, Breed Brown was asked to to kiss James when he was I never forget it he cried in his carry jersey you did I probably blacked out because it was a bad memory well, no know. we're going off topic here <laughs> we're going off topic oh I'm sorry the power fight has moved on to lip smackers what James. the fuck's a lip smacker 
One of them. Do you, what do you think of them? I've never come across one. Oh gosh. When they're eating, do you know what? It doesn't bother you anyway. No. But Mick McCarthy does. Next one anyway is Dubliners. Bastards. Jesus Christ. Now, I like the band. The Dubliners, good band, play good music. But them fuckers on Hill 16. I cannot stand them. Right. It's turned Croke Park into a soccer stadium. You never had that before. This come on you boys and blue shit and the singing and the chanting and the dancing. It's a day out for lads, right? Yeah, it's a day out for us. We get the train up, we get cans. Have you had the day out yet? Yeah. Yeah, you've had the day out, okay? It's a good day out. But these lads going around like they're God's fucking gift. I'd say God took a shit and where it landed was Dublin. Oh, God. <laughs> Kira Kelly. Oh, oh, Who's Kira Kelly? Oh, she's the one-off news talk. Yeah, I don't know who this is. She's tried to... Re- she, she replaced George Hook right. on the last word. And, oh, she's, she's just so whinge. Everything is the problem. That's but we... Familiar, <laughs> no. <laughs> but she gets all indignant and uppity and, oh, we need to march it on the fucking doll about this and we need to have a campaign and send me a letter and I'll give it to so and so like we have someone to do that and it's Joe Duffy we yes. don't need someone else doing it Joe, Joe Duffy is the man you ring when you have problems and issues and he fucking fixes them here here fucking dead right yeah I don't know who she is but he's right <laughs> English people look you have the whole 800 years thing but they're going around robbing Irish people all right. They claim Graham Norton is drawn. They claim the O'Donovans is drawn. They claim the woman from Fermanagh that got the COVID vaccine is one of their own. Well, the long story with that one. But the fact is, she is Northern Irish. She's not English. She's Northern Irish. Right. And the big fucking word there is Irish. Mm. That's exactly. all I have to say on that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going into the whole 800 years thing. Okay. Thank you. And that was... That, that's it. James Flo. James... I actually didn't realise till now that you know the way you have a flash flood yeah well now this is time for Conroy's confession <clears throat> oh fuck what have you done to me did something to you James but I just so when I, when I heard you were coming on the show um, I said like you can't really do the flash flood because the whole show is a flash flood that way the whole show is a flash flood essentially yeah it is so proper uh, order 2010 2011 <laughs> I did something to you and I thought it's time that maybe with, did, on account was it you to put the sticky notes all over my car? No, that wasn't me. No, okay. Um, Probably was though, was it? 2011 <laughs> maybe. What year are we in TY? Oh, I know where this is going. Is this that fucking texting thing? No. You don't know where it's going. <laughs> so basically me and Michael on her day that for instead of a flash flood on your show we'd have a Connery's confession. Jesus Christ is going to make a holy show on me isn't it no I didn't even know there was a confession just, it's just me getting something off my chest yeah and okay. has it been nigging at you on nope no, no, no not right. one bit I haven't lost any unlike Mick McCarty Jesus so there was a really really rainy day down in Gorley Community School at the Banter Central bench yeah oh, that was a tough place and people were throwing school bags into puddles of water Remember James There was a big huge I, big, huge I don't really remember The whole you thing You know um, where, the, so where the Slant would go Blanked down out Down towards Van Central And that was just Underneath that was just Covered in surface water Blanked out my whole Experience of secondary so, school uh, To be honest We were throwing people's we were oh, <laughs> oh, so I'm going to cut across you All I can remember Is a Monday training session I think we were all out On the beer on the Sunday night And it was a football Training session And this big High ball came in And I was fucking Feeling like I had an autopsy I was fucking dying and I could see Fiddy Kinsler out 
just six yard box lining me up with this fist he was going to fucking do me with this ball and I just like not catch it bury it I don't care he caught the ball and he buried it and all I can remember is Wickham Mr. Wickham coming down the pitch remember he had that hat with the ears yeah the ear hat <laughs> the ear hat <laughs> I remember that he, he had the tie tucked into this yellow shirt I think the shirt was white once upon a time <laughs> but he had the tie tucked into this yellow shirt he had the welly boots on and all I can see is him blowing the whistle Flood, you're a pussy and that's all I remember that's he had another one jog flat out to the ball that was another great statement of his but go on anyway sorry that's only Roisin um, so yeah rainy day in this transition year 2010 we think maybe did you fuck my bag in the water no, no. I did at one stage yeah that was fine I don't remember any of this and, but go uh, on anyways Somebody put Jack Cleary's bag in the water. And uh, Jack said, I'm going, I'm leaving my bag there um, on the bench. And if anyone just ever throws my bag in the water again, I'm going to knock you out. So I picked up Jack's bag and I threw it in the water. <laughs> and about two minutes later, Jack came back around the corner after getting whatever he needed to get from his locker. And me, James and Jack sat beside each other in double English, or no, double religion after the break. Who did we have? Up in area eight. Do we have her for religion? Yeah, for whatever reason we just. I, rem- I remember fifth and sixth year down the back of Mary Conference class no, in history. In, in transition, you're myself, yourself, and Jack's episode. I don't. I don't class. remember a lot of it. Okay, you would. You probably won't remember this because of what happened to you next. Um, but uh, I threw Jack's bag into the water, and he came around. He looked, saw that his bag was in water, and he flipped. His face changed, and his fist clenched, and he walked towards the bench, and the lads were all like, "Oh, come here, oh. <laughs> I was like. No one's gonna knock me out. You're but a then, hard shot. Yeah, then my inside changed, like, I don't want to get punched in the face. <laughs> but Jack clearly came down, and I kind of was like, You may go. And I like, went as if I was going to confess to it, to square up to him. And he said, Who threw my bag in the water? I said, Flood. And Jack went up and punched Flood as hard as he could in the face, knocking him up. <laughs> a little bit, uh, do you remember this? No. Probably, Jesus, I can't. Did I stay standing? Uh, you stumbled back to the bench and sat down, I think. I still took and, the fucking shot, though. <laughs> and for two classes afterwards, James sat on the, the cha- table like that in Miss Burns' religion class, moaning and groaning. And Jack never explained to you. what He kept saying, you know why I hit you. And you kept asking why. <laughs> but you didn't know. And you took a full force punch in the face because I said Flood did. So that's my confession. Unbelievable. I don't remember any of that, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know how we don't remember getting punched in the face. Uh, it's happened a <laughs> lot. It's happened. blow for blow what was it's happened ha- in it's, Saipan. It's happened how... more often than you think it has. Yeah, James has shot in the face. Yeah. And I don't know why, because I'm a nice fella. I don't want to be on your mind. Because for, I'll never forget it, for an hour and 20 minutes, James kept saying, why did you hit me? And Jack kept saying, you know why. And I sat beside the two of them going, let's leave it, leave it. I like the whore though. I fucking have a lot of time for him. We better stop talking about him now. <laughs> no, I fuck. I do have a lot of time for Jack Cleary. Here, I think it's time for treats because we've had a lot of talk. And now we had the hungry nugget do a bit of a, a show off for us, and uh, she looked. They look lovely now. What she was yeah, doing her ones did come out great. They yeah, did. they did. <laughs> she did a great job. She did. Yeah. And uh, let's. Yeah. I I thought. You know what? Why don't I try this? This doesn't look too hard at all. At all. Oh, After all. Fuck's <laughs> After all, though, like uh, you need to get the good, the right texture. With it's probably going to be inconsistent. So the first things that you're going to need are 14 Oreos, or their little equivalent Neo. I'm going all out for Paper Tuesdays, and about 80 grams of 
cream cheese and we are done so these are our little finished reindeers aren't they so cute can't wait to see what yours turn out like mark and michael i'll be watching bye happy christmas well here goes nothing here they go they're the round oreo ball oh. i'll put this oh Sometimes, you know, it's good to remember that your baking tray might not fit into the freezer. So that's something now to remember. And then you may have to move the Oreo balls just over a little bit so that they all have enough room to do their thing in the freezer. So I'm going to trust in that now. Lads, this is a straightforward recipe. It only has seven ingredients. It takes 20 minutes. Well, I have a hell of a lot more respect for Uncle Conroy now coming out of this. It is not easy to make cookies, even if they are um, a straightforward recipe courtesy of the Hungry Nugget. These now will be tossed using two forks. So I'm going to try and do it here now while I'm holding the camera. So there's melted dark chocolate. I did tweak the recipe, so look at that now. Making sure that we get as much of that dark chocolate now in and around it there. I'm going to have to stop recording now so that I can make sure I'm doing this job correctly. Lads, I don't know. This has been a humbling exercise. I did not read the recipe thoroughly enough before starting. In fact, I didn't read it. I looked at Hungry Nuggets video and I thought it was going to be great. And I even forgot my Smarties. Oh, Conroy. I, I don't know what to say. I took a hell of a lot for granted when I was eating those in brownies a few months ago. And I tell you one thing, if there are any children counting on these reindeer to deliver them presents this Christmas, they, they, I don't think they're going to get there. I'd ask for some other form of transport. So there we have it, some beautiful reindeer Oreo cookies with some precise decoration on both sets there. Now look at these. What do you think of those on for decoration and Don't let the dog shite on the fucking good, <laughs> the good tray, Michael. I forgot the Smarties, so we've no Smarties. Um, they, 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 they don't look well, do they? <laughs> they don't look like reindeer. <laughs> I don't know what they look like. One, so, one of them's cockeyed. <laughs> one of them, Oh, I'd say this is the moment of truth now. Will this, yeah. Are you going to let me do this without me signing the waiver first? <laughs> <laughs> Grab me one there as well. We need to get Owen's feedback because Michael this was is very important. Oh, marshmallows. Well, well I won't. I won't just say they're shit just because of what you've done to me in the past. I'll actually I'll give them <laughs> a fair. The ear fell off straight away. Yeah. Mm. Pretzels are a bit stale. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, <laughs> Lord, that's not too bad. Mm. T tastes like more. I want the. I bags it the last one. <laughs> Yeah, they're good already. Fancy a bird. You ever see that now? Do you know, on the texture. <laughs> the texture isn't bad either. The texture's good. <laughs> Obviously, you learn from other people's mistakes. <laughs> but, like, this is not nothing, nothing in comparison to what Owen's brownies were like. Oh, stop being such a liquor. I fucking mean it. And I curse there, and that shows how. <laughs> they don't often curse on this. I think that's the first time I've cursed on this podcast. <laughs> but Christmas is a miracle. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> because mm. this was a simple recipe. Hungry Nugger made it look easy. And my goodness did I suffer with it. Mm. So, um, a hint of dark chocolate in there somewhere, is there? 
Yeah, yeah it's it's coated in dark chocolate. I I'm love a that. big fan of dark chocolate. Is there milk chocolate in there as well? Um, so it's a, this is an Oreo cookie, so we've Oreo in the middle there. Mark, will you throw me down them two pretzels on the tray there with you? You'll take a whole lot. You've covered an Oreo cookie in dark chocolate and you're passing it off as your own. Oh man, Rob. <laughs> That's what you're doing. There's cream cheese in there as well. There's only seven cream ingredients cheese in it. Cream cheese, yeah. I'm going to be shiting all night now. You should have so, told me there's cheese. Follow the Hungry Nugget on Instagram and all that. Yeah. So. Follow and follow her recipe as well because don't follow mine. But Owen, um, what, what would you say are good tips for someone that wants to take up cookery? First of all, these are really good. <laughs> I'm very surprised. Well, yeah, no, I'm very surprised. I was only thinking earlier how bad a cookie are. Um... I'm oh, sure I just follow the recipe. Mm. I use Pinterest a lot, but mm. I use the Hungry Nugget now. If I was a Paper Tuesday listener, as I am, mm. I'd uh, follow the Hungry Nugget for recipes. She uh, gives the recipe, the ingredient, and the instructions step by step. Mm. Follow them, you won't be too far wrong. I think you do get a little bit of a touch to it after a while, and you kind of learn a little bit of yeah. what's going on. But simple enough. I did a Michael Royer job on it. I didn't even read the recipe before and it just went step by step as they went through it. <laughs> now, James Madness. is quite the cook as well. James makes a fantastic Coca-Cola sauce. I do. I can't give out the recipe. Made me chicken wings one day down there and it was unreal. I've, yeah, been, I've, been, sw- I've been sworn to secrecy on the recipe. Are you going to eat those pretzels? You yeah, made me Sorry. chicken wings and for a starter and a steak for a main course, James. Wasn't there? Something it was like a burger. That. A burger. It was unbelievable. The, be- the best of mints from... Redmond's Butchers mm. and I think Virgil gave it to me that day as well yeah no he chose out a good portion of mince I have a lot of time for Virgil mm. in my mind he's the best butcher in town yeah mm. I you go in there and you say Virgil lump of fillet steak please and he will go and cut every sliver of fat off it I hate fat and steak I hate, no, no, I hate fat and steak and he'll go and cut and he'll, will I butterfly it for you yeah absolutely and you could be there for 10 minutes talking Man United or GA with Virgil he does on Man United and I love that. I love being able to fucking go into a shop and have a conversation with him. And how long is he a butcher now? Uh, since he was 10. So he's now 59. 49 Thank years a butcher. Jesus. Best butcher in the town in my book. No. I'll only go into... I, I think I'm only short now texting you what days is he working. You do text me. What yeah. That happens. Is, is your dad working tomorrow? I do, yeah. Okay. When I'm having a steak, I will fucking do steak. It'll be done in butter. It'll be olive oil. It'll be... It gets the fucking works and you're going to be looking at me in January like what the fuck are you pumping into yourself? You you actually pay me for personal training in mints. Yeah, I gave a turkey mints there the last evening, yeah. The last session, yeah. Oh, yeah. I only, I'll only buy me meat out of Redmond's. I wouldn't mind McKay turned around there. Oh, we've nine people coming over for uh, dinner on New Year's Day and I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, me ma, me, uh, me two sisters, their two boyfriends and my grandparents are coming. I was like, all right, when, when are you going to tell me? Well, I'm telling you now. So I have to fucking source dinner for New Year's Day. What are you going to cook them? Roast beef. Of course you are. Slow cooker or just normal? In the oven, all the trimmings, the mash will be done in the piping bag. There'll be fucking chopped oh. chives, gravy made from scratch. I think so. Four years, I'd done the Arclub and I learned to cook. Yeah. Morris Hughes taught me how to cook. Oh, the hungry floody. Well, I'm a hungry cunt full stop. So. <laughs> <laughs> you read these articles, so I may as well. Uh, yeah. Kate Middleton and Prince William are still trying to make plans for Christmas this year. Have you made plans, James? And what do you make of Kate and Prince William's debacle there? <sighs> it's not as if they're stuck for somewhere to go. Like, they own half of England. Right. And what do they do to earn it? <laughs> well. <laughs> 
I don't know what to do. They done fuck all. <laughs> Born into it. Yeah. Because their fucking grandmother married a German or something like that. Right. But like, what makes them any difference? Oh yeah, their fucking granddad is a Ryan Mickey or their father's a Ryan Mickey or something. And they're, they're given the best of money, the best of food. They don't have to put their hand in their pocket for anything. If they want the Jew shot, <laughs> they can go and say, shoot him. No. And they have to go and shoot him. Yeah. They have, like, they're just born into it. Like, yeah. why, why do you need a monarchy? Right. What makes your blood so special from mine? You don't answer that because you'll have a smart answer. What, you will have, my, Michael, what makes, your, <laughs> what makes your fucking blood so special that you should be king? Now the wires are dirty blood. <laughs> Mud bloods we call them. Be lord. The basilisk was hunting him down. But like, what, what makes him different though? They all speak with the same stupid accent. They all have the same stupid haircut. Yeah, but only for democracy they'd still be ruling the roost. But fair play to democracy and democracy should go one step further and take all the money and power and castles off them. <laughs> it's the look of the draw, James. Not that. Yeah, it's the same reason you're not living in a fucking cave in a fucking sand dodging bullets. <laughs> That'd be great crack though. What? Like, you have a queer lot of stories to tell out with that. But who would you tell them to? The four of us to be sitting here doing a podcast in a booja or somewhere like that. <laughs> I don't think they do podcasts, James. How will you spend Christmas? What's it like in Tom Nahili? Well, usually... Usually we go down to Ahair to my grandmother on a Christmas morning. Mm. And that's a long running tradition started by my grandfather who used to get drunk on Christmas Eve and ring the whole parish and invite everyone over. Oh, so you'd have everyone from Ty Kelly to Jack Kavanagh call into the house and there'd be drink and it'd be fucking great cracking. Granddad's philosophy was Christmas morning is for the chaps, but Stephen's day is for me. And he would go into the anchor to be horse racing, there'd be drinking, there'd be the road. He organised the road race for years out here. There'd be the road race, there'd be all that. And I, I'm a bit annoyed. I, I don't know if the anchor is opening Stevens there or not. I'm not allowed to go to it for obvious reasons this year. Hopefully that'll change with the vaccine. Hopefully that'll change. I can't wait to go back and start giving money to Jack Kavanagh again. And what's Christmas like for you then, Owen? Christmas? I don't know. I always find that a very hard question. Right. What is, uh, yeah, it's just always up. You know, dinner with the family. And mm. It's a piss up. Yeah. You fall out over a game of 30 seconds. Yeah. You get paired with the fucking runt of the family. They're telling you the clue. And you're, you know, you're giving them the best of stuff. And they're coming back to you with, oh, he was the, the main actor in what's that film called? And you're there. You're a Christmas, Mark? Uh, Christmas, yeah. First sort of, one with a niece. First one with a baby in the house, yeah. So yeah. Christmas is sort of back, I suppose, in that regard. Uh, last Christmas. There, yeah. yeah, exactly. Last Christmas, I was in um, Sydney, I think, Christmas Day, in a hotel. So it wasn't really Christmas at all. Uh, Christmas before that was sort of boring because we're all, all my siblings are all older. So yeah, it's, it's different. The baby's back. So a bit of magic about the place. Uh, yeah, other than that, that's it. Food, fatness, relaxing. Yeah. What about you? A lot of good times. Yeah, a lot of 30 seconds as you say on. Does Christmas now, like I just relate to what Mark's saying there, siblings are all older and stuff like that. A bit of a buzz is gone. It's just a, it's a nice day and it's grand bit feed and a bit of cracking, drinking and all the rest. But it's not what it was like. Do you find that with older siblings now? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Santa gone. But like even this, uh, the elf on the shelf, like even Christmas now has changed into like a daily anticipation and preparation activity. Big social like, media. There was. Social media. There was, media there was none of that weeks. in our day though. No. 
And you were lucky. <laughs> but but you were lucky if it was a bit of chocolate or something in it, not like fat or Ted. What do you think's behind it? Oh, rude gullet sitting on a shed or something like that. <laughs> like that, I remember as a chap, the big thing, what's going to be on the next picture? I never came up with rude gullet sitting on a shed, but I remember out, out on Inlands or right, one year, a ma came across this marker with an advent calendar and a little pouch and you'd open the pouch, you used to put chocolate in it. Great way to start the day for breakfast with a piece of fucking chocolate. Yeah. You're going to school yeah. absolutely wired. Mm. Yeah. And this all happened in Tom Nahili Little. Can yeah. I ask the question? Is there a Tom Nahili, Tom Nahili Large? Not the high. There's Tom Nahili and Tom Nahili Little. And actually, you'll find that I'm in Tom Nahili. And if you go past my house and take the first left, you're in Tom Nahili Little. It's just always been on my mind. Yeah. Sleep better now. <laughs> wow. Any New Year's resolutions or wishes? Bullshit. For not, lads give them up after a month. There's no such thing as a fucking New Year's resolution. Oh, that's great. <laughs> they're, they're stupid. <laughs> What's the last New Year's resolution you kept? Oh, good question. I don't know. No. Yeah, yeah see, yeah. they're bullshit. What about, what about you? I don't think I've ever made one. Every year saying, I'm going to stop biting me nails. I go into work the first day back from Christmas. Nails are gone to shit. The only thing I've ever kept is I gave up sugar for Lent. In, in my tea. In your tea? And coffee. And I never went back. And I wouldn't be able to. That's the only thing that's ever makes some difference, doesn't it? I yeah. swapped sugar for sweeteners. I I need something in the tea. Get uh, the artificial drops you get off, like my protein. You can get caramel or you get vanilla, vanilla flavor. You put that in your tea. No, no tea is fucking good. Strong tea bag. Drop of milk on sweetener. Give it a start. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A fucking sweetener. I no, I don't like want a flavored one. Zero I, I don't want a flavored one. I just want the fucking candrel. What or flavor is sweetener then? I don't know. It's candrel. That's all I know. Sugar flavored. Sugar. Sugar. Flavored. Sugar. Yes. <laughs> Sugar. Yeah. He's not for changing on a lot of things. No. How do you feel in this modern world, James? In regards to what? Just in general, like everyone's on TikTok now. Are you on TikTok? No. 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 Actually, TikTok. I was laying in bed the other night. I was watching the West Wing as I'm doing at the minute. As you do, yeah. And Katie had TikTok on. And I think I turned around to her and I let her roar at her. Will you put your headphones on or turn the fucking thing off? Because she, I, I don't mind if she's watching the video and it's constant for 10 minutes. But she's there five seconds. Not five seconds. Not five. And you have a different sound every five seconds. And it's like Chinese water torture or something like that. <laughs> it was getting on my tits and we had the mother and father of all rows after that oh. so I, I went up to the sitting room and watched the thing and I didn't go down to bed till one o'clock and that was a whole different story I was fucking wrecked for work the next day but yeah TikTok fucking annoys me right yeah what what is it like yeah I suppose nowadays social media is meant to be instant you know, right? why does it have to like I, yeah I get you why it has to be instant ad breaks earlier you know it's the I don't want ad breaks if I'm watching something I want to watch it I don't want to be interrupted every five, ten minutes and fucking buy this now and it'll make your Mickey big or whatever. Like, it's yeah. it's fucking stupid adverts. Yeah. And it doesn't even make your Mickey big. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Show us that then. Here's the proof. What the fuck do you call this? <laughs> Mark found out the hard way with all that stuff. Still trying to find the actual source. You get there. But, but no, I, I, I've no time for TikTok. I can see why Trump wants to ban it. It's just, it's annoying. It's irritating. It's a different sound every five seconds. If I wanted that, I'd fucking buy Bop It or something like that. Yeah. Any closing comments, James? No. No. Owen, uh, James and Christmas. Are there any other thoughts? No. I think of um, every kind of sitcom ever has 
a cantankerous old bastard like James, <laughs> and then they he gets visited by the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. I make sure that doesn't happen by getting absolutely pissed Christmas Eve and waking up at some stage Christmas Day. I just feel like he's the perfect sitcom character yeah. for somewhat for the ghost of Christmas to come in and visit and show him if you keep on this trail of misery James this is what I like I wouldn't mind I'm not miserable I'm actually quite happy with the way things are at the minute it's fucking worked out nicely and <laughs> I can I can lock the door at such a time and nobody annoys me I'm on my own time scale this working from home is even better I just thought of a story about James oh go on you know like a Christmas ghost to Christmas future would show him lying with, face down in a pool of drink like this is how you're going to end up on your own if you don't stop it do you remember the I'd, I'd be fucking trans- quite again, happy we'll I'd be your, quite happy with that transition your party that you're unfortunately oh, that bastard and was, that's the fucker I was talking about earlier every time he walks past the Jack or go to go to Jackson Yanker I will say bastard to him as he goes past <laughs> believe him unnamed yeah probably best for a libel case because I slandered him left right and centre James didn't go it wasn't uh, permitted access to the party Oh, went down and turned away so but we we were staying in James house that night yeah, three or four of us. He, I, I fell asleep on the couch. And yeah, you. Well, if James fell asleep with a couple of pints of Heineken in hand. Yeah. So we we arrived in Sky Sky Sports News on the telly or something. Yeah. I couldn't even find that in James the watching. James lying telly. down and his arm kind of barely holding a pint glass of full of kind of half full of Heineken. James had fallen asleep and we arrived in and kind of starting them. And he got up. He's like. David De Gea signed for United. Was <laughs> <laughs> fucking transfer deadline day. Yeah, transfer deadline day. <laughs> I love transfer was, deadline day. He, he didn't say, oh, what is it? And he opened it. David De Gea signed for United. I, oh, lo- I love transfer deadline day. I love the comings and the goings and Jim White. Oh, fucking hold the phone. News <laughs> from Stoke. Whoa. <laughs> but the best one was, it stopped now. But lads fucking shoving purple dildos in people's faces and things like that. You don't get that anymore. That devilment is gone out with transfer deadline day instead yeah, of a lad standing in an empty stadium well there's nothing going to happen at Manchester United here today because Ed Woodward won't spend the money and it goes on and on and on and on and on but like at least when they were outside the training ground there was a bit of divinment and a bit of crack about it that, that's gone I'll be back next year hopefully James. no I won't be back next no, year vaccine. no they won't be back they won't let a lad shove a fucking dildo on someone's face anymore well, yeah. <laughs> the world's gone mad it's gone to be fucked <laughs> I think we could wrap it up there then I think so Purple Dildos Yeah Yeah. Happy Christmas Paper Chooses Thanks for watching Happy Christmas I hope Santi has come Thanks to everyone who contributed to this podcast as well Namely Mark Redmond Connor Moore uh, Sarah Burney John Redmond uh, Owen and James of course And our illustrious Robert Dunn what would we do without you the guru from Muckridge and thanks to Patreon you can sign up to us on Patreon thanks to our two main lads Gavin Stamp and Alex Murphy who would think they'd, they'd be the main shareholders and then you have the likes of Bree Brown John O'Hallan Connor Kinsella Thomas O'Neill um, a few others there along with your two brothers Shane and Michael Halpin if I've left everyone out, out anyone I'm very sorry see you soon thank you happy Christmas do you remember on in sixth year in school yeah, I remember most the, days of it. The, the, the awards that were given out at the end of the year. What award did you win that year? Uh, in regards to football, sports awards, what did you sports win? Sports award, I won uh, Outstanding Contribution to School Ireland and Outstanding Contribution to Wexford Ireland. In, in regards to football, though, what did you and win? the Ireland Awards, I won the Outstanding Contribution <laughs> to School Ireland. And what about the football award? I remember you won something. Michael, you, you're a proud holder of this award yourself oh, now. Um, what, what award did you win for football in sixth year? 
The fact that James, I, I, I don't know what to say. No, just, just tell us the award the you fact won. That you don't see. There was, it was all. A, what award did you win? I told you what awards I won. I won the. You won, but you won something for won football specifically. I'm trying to go through the awards. I won some money. I won the academic award. Yeah, won the you were smart fucker in fairness, yeah. The best business mock. Yeah. Um, she won the best English mock. No, I didn't win that. Michael, what award did you always win for football and school? That would be most improved. I, I think you won that in sixth year, didn't you? Right or wrong, true or lie? Oh, miss this. <laughs> and who won footballer of the year that year? We went and asked Mr. Wickham every I day. won footballer of the year, what? and that's we're going to leave it at that. James. I joined the illustrious company of Connor Carty and people like that. I was footballer of the year. Good night, Amsterdam. <laughs> Happy fucking Christmas. <laughs>